This is the Brisnet.com call-in show on the Horse Racing Radio Network. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Now, here's Bobby Newman and James Scully. Good evening, HRRN Nation. Welcome to the Brisnet.com call-in show. Bobby Newman, James Scully here with you every Thursday night for your hour. HRRN to talk about whatever you'd like in the world of thoroughbred racing. We're here 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern every Thursday night. Number to get in, 888-966-4776. That's 888-966-HRRN. James, we're uh, right in the thick of the action, my friend. We had a couple of nice races on the road to the Kentucky Derby last week, the biggest one of which was the the Risen Star at Fairgrounds, but also uh, the Sunland Park Derby. We even had a, a race on the Japan Road. This week, we head out to Oaklawn Park for the $1.25 million Rebel. And, oh, just by the way, the richest race in the world is Saturday, the $20 million Saudi Cup. Yeah, that's that's a good description of what's going on. I mean, we had two really big races, I thought, for the Phillies with the Rachel Alexandra and then for the uh, males and the Risen Star at Fairgrounds. And, um, you know, I don't I don't think the races at Oakland this weekend got the depth, but they uh, certainly have some big names. West Omaha's a favorite in the Honey Bee and then um, of Timberlake in the Rebel Stakes. And then they're big fields, good betting races. And then the Saudi Cup, um, $20 million Saudi Cup. I think it's a it's a real, uh, you know, compelling race in a sense. Uh, you got you got Amer- like, like formidable Americans like. Breeders' Cup Classic winner, Wida Barrio, Pegasus World Cup winner, National Treasure, and Grade 1 winner, uh, Saudi Crown, as well as uh, five horses from Japan, uh, Derma Sadagake, Ushba Desoro. They've got a, another real serious contender, uh, their champion older horse last year. So it, it shapes up to be a really good uh, international battle over a one-turn mile-and-eighth distance on Saturday. All right, let's get out to the phones right now. Vince in Buffalo. You've got Bobby and James on the Brisnet.com call-in show. Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, I just want to talk about the, the Risen Star. I mean, you you got to give a lot of credit to Chad Brown. I mean, this horse was so impressive. Splitting horses at the far turn, on the turn, coming wide in the top of the stretch. Uh, he... And that track got much slower with a downpour. If you can check the last two or three races on the dirt, the track got much slower. My my hat that I wear every time goes off to Chad Brown having that $2.3 million horse just looking fantastic. He does a great job in New York. He's never been had a positive test as long as I've been following Naira racing. Unlike Naira's leading rider, Linda Rice, on, on the computer again for g- getting caught. Uh, and get her getting caught doesn't really bother me that much. It's all the times that maybe she didn't get caught that she was cheating. That's what I'm concerned with. It's starting to, starting to figure out why Linda's the leading trainer. So I'll just hang up and listen to you guys reply. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call, Vince. All right, so let's start with the first part. Um, I, I agree with what Vince said. I was very impressed with Sierra Leone. I, I'm not even sure, James, that Sierra Leone really liked the track conditions at Fairgrounds. I think he just won on guts 
alone. And uh, it sounds like he's not going to stay at Fairgrounds. Chad Brown was quoted as saying that the plan is to head to Keeneland and take the bluegrass route on the way to the first Saturday in May. But uh, Vince was right. Uh, Sierra Leone was very, very good. And Chad Brown is obviously as solid as they come. Yes. Uh, thanks for the call. Thanks as always, Vince. Always appreciate your calls. Uh, I thought Sierra Leone had no business of winning. Uh, that track phantom had everything his own way on a clear lead. He ran six furlongs in almost a minute, one point, um, a minute 15. And he surged to like a two and a half length lead in upper stretch. So, uh, considering Sierra Leone, he, he, he closed from ninth and really uh, w- was forced wide. I mean, it says about 10 wide on the chart. He might be closer to 12 or, or more pass outside. And just the way he picked them up, I thought a deep stretch, stretch was brilliant. I thought he had, had moved forward or that performance was he looked much better uh, in a professional sense than he did in the, the Remsen and I agree. I mean, he's, he could easily have more to offer. Uh, you know, the one thing with that, that trip, I mean, the, the pace was so darn slow on a track where they had faster fractions in earlier races. And he was so wide that it was just impossible to me to, to calculate an accurate speed rating on it. it. That'd be more like a sheet number that takes in all that ground loss and everything, in, in my opinion. But it will be nice to see him catch a fast track in the risen, in the bluegrass stakes because his last both stakes races have come on the off track. I'm not saying it will make a difference, but you want to see that before the Derby. I don't want to get too much into it regarding Linda Rice um, because, and, and I don't want to speculate, Vince, on what, uh, what may have happened. We can only just talk about what has actually happened, and it sounds like uh, she is going to be serving some, uh, a little bit of a suspension, I think two weeks, uh, starting March 3rd, so the day after the Gotham, uh, as it were, for uh, a medication uh, positive that – uh, from a few from a few months ago, but uh, you know, listen, I, I I don't I don't know what you want from Advance. I, I I really don't want to, you know, if if you want to believe that uh, she and her team are guilty of more than what they've been caught doing, that's certainly your prerogative. But uh, we can only take what we know, um, and what we know is what we know. You know, she's she's gotten in trouble a few times over the years, whether it's a uh, a medication issue or you know, trying to get information from the racing office. Um, but it sounds like, you know, for the most part, she's getting punished for for those transgressions. And uh, she obviously, she and her team obviously know what they're doing as far as training horses because she's winning races day in and day out on that New York circuit. Let's go back out to the phones, James. Shane in North Carolina. You got Bobby and James on the brisknet.com call-in show. Hey, Bobby and James. How's it going? Hey, Shane. How are you? I'm doing well. Hope you guys are. Vince kind of beat me to it. I was really calling to see, you know, get your guys' thoughts on uh, Sierra Leone. Um, Yeah, he looked great, I mean, on that track. But there's something about, you know, do you guys think he truly is a deep closer? Because if that's the case, and I get the rich strike thing, it's just a horse that I don't know if I really want to trust that he can weave through traffic at the Derby uh, and win it. Um, so, you know, I guess what are your thoughts are him moving forward? And I, I came across an interesting stat, um, you know, since 2017, uh, horses with just two starts 
as a three-year-old heading into the Derby or 0 for 39, and, you know, uh, Sierra Leone would, would fit that bill. So, I mean, recent history, you know, doesn't like his chances. Um, and is there any other horse out of that race that you're looking forward to, to maybe betting back uh, in the next prep? Like, yeah, right. track Phantom, I mean, just the horse just runs his eyeballs out every time, you know. All right, yeah, you're right about that, and we appreciate the call, Shane. So, uh, James, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, Sierra Leone, first of all, I think he's talking about Sierra Leone having two preps as a three-year-old going into the Derby. Is that what you're gathering from that yes. stat? Okay. Um, yeah. I, I did not know that stat, but I, to be perfectly honest, I am not a big believer in these stats, so I might not be the right person to ask for that. Uh, I happen to think that Sierra Leone is a very talented horse, and I think there are other horses in that field who ran behind them uh, that are going to be major players down the road as well, whether they're Derby, Kentucky Derby-type runners or just horses, you know, Haskell, Travers, Pennsylvania Derby, that kind of thing. That turn out, I mean, uh, Hall of Fame is another one. I, I know he didn't run you know, the way a lot of people thought he would, but he's obviously very talented. Track Phantom, as Shane mentioned, never runs a bad race. That that was a good field that uh, Sierra Leone beat. Yeah, I mean, Track Phantom, I think there will be a, a, perhaps a little bit of thought by some people that, uh, you know, he got tired at a mile and eight distance. It was first time at that distance, and maybe the mile and a quarter won't suit him. But that race could also toughen him up. I mean, he, he could, you know, theoretically improve, keep improving, and, and his speed's an asset. I thought Catching Freedom ran well for third. Um, he was forced, uh, all these horses were so freaking wide. Uh, he was way wide too. And uh, he was really in the mix of it and, and kept battling and, and was a good third, uh, resilience, you know, he got like in between, like, I mean, in behind track phantom in, in the deep stretch and sort of like thought like bolted or whatever he weakened a little bit late, but that was a respectable performance off that maiden win at Gulfstream and, and the thing with Honor Marie is that horse was dead last coming off the turn and under a ride, and he looked like he was going to get nothing. And he just, like, really kicked it in, like, in, in mid-stretch. And he ran his final eighth of a mile. I mean, he flew home. Uh, only Sierra Leone finished faster than Honor Marie, and he was clear of everybody else in, in you know, in fifth. And, you know, I mean, he's got to get it going sooner, but I, I think he can improve upon that too. So, yeah, I thought it was a deep race. And I don't necessarily think Sierra Leone is some deep one-run closer. I mean, he's young, and he's just figuring it out. And I'm not saying it's going to be up on the lead, but maybe he could sit mid-pack, which would be a lot more favorable in my estimation than being like 16th, 17th, or 18th early in the Derby. Well, looking at his chart, he was never more than like six and a half, seven lengths back, even early on. Yeah, risen and star. he added so, blinkers, so yeah. he, he raised closer than, way closer than he did in the Ramson, so that was a positive sign in that regard. You know, it'd be nice to, if he didn't have to go, you know, be fanned eight, nine, ten wide <laughs> into the stretch, uh, but that's a factor when, you know, when you're coming from behind, a lot of times you don't have a whole lot of choices, and maybe that was the way to keep him out from getting all the mud kicked all over him uh, on that sloppy track this past weekend. Uh, out at fairground so yeah appreciate the call shane and appreciate the call vince good calls uh to start the show today uh james uh today is actually a special day i bet you a lot of our listeners don't know it yes today is the 30th birthday of silver charm 
uh, Hall of Famer, 1997 Kentucky Derby winner. He's still alive at Old Friends Farm and Silver Charm. Um, you know, he was a horse that I, I've been to like 37 runnings of the Derby. And I, I thought his uh, Derby uh, stretch run was one of the most compelling I've seen in all those editions I've been to. Um, you know, he was a horse that won, broke his maiden at five and a half furlongs, won the seven furlong De- Delmar Futurity, was off until the seven furlong San Vicente that he won easily, had never been two turns entering March, and then he ran second in a mile and a 16 San Felipe and in the mile and an eighth San Diego Derby, a close second to Freehouse both times. And you can make the case, too, uh, seldom has a horse benefited more from back-to-back losses that Silver Charm did. He developed a tenaciousness and a courage uh, that was just a benchmark for uh, the future Hall of Famer. He turned, I thought Captain Bodgett was going to run right by him in deep stretch. And the way he dug in and turned it back by head, uh, I thought was amazing. And the thing is, in the Preakness, he's in between uh, touch uh, Silver Charm and Captain Bodgett in deep stretch and wouldn't let those horses beat him. And in the Belmont Stakes, uh, this was the great lament for both Gary Stevens, his jockey, and Bob Baffert, the trainer. You know, Silver Charm was on the inside on the lead coming into the stretch. Freehouse was on his outside, made a run at him, and he had him put away in deep stretch. But when Touch Cole came, Freehouse sort of re-engaged, and Silver Charm just didn't see him until too late. And uh, a lot of people said, hey, it may have been different, uh, perhaps, because he was such a fighter. And uh, so if you got any memories of Silver Charm you'd like to share, you know, give us a call. Florida Bread, son of Silver Buck. And uh, was just a terrific gray racehorse for Bob Baffert. You're probably going to hate me for this. I, I always liked Freehouse more than, than Silver Charm. <laughs> I don't know why. It just uh, just was. But obviously, very, very talented runners and Captain Bodgett right there as well. Let's take one more call before the break. Tom in St. Louis, you're on the brisnet.com call-in show. Happy Thursday, gentlemen. Hey, Tom. Hey, I, I will I will go on James's urging and share my silver charm thought. As you all know, I'm probably not much of a Bafford fan, but I do admit when I go to Wagner's and you're walking out the door, I do think that picture of him where he's got silver charm in one hand and the derby real, winner that he real had. Real quiet. Real quiet. Real quiet. And the twin spires are in the background. I think that's one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen. Um, I, I, you know, I drive like 260 miles when I go every Saturday to Churchill and have breakfast there. And you'd walk out and you see that as you were just like, like my big march, like a uh, Southeastern Conference football team off the bus into the locker room, ready to gamble and lose my money. Um, no real comments on the three-year-old. Just a couple of quick questions I had this week. I see in the uh, the Philly race at, at Oakland, Jeff Bloom's got Neon Beach. Bobby, has he ever been paid for that Saudi Cup win that he really got when they disqualified the, the horse that service used to train? Did he ever get his money? I thought that they were going to do it, but I, I've never seen the article where he got paid for that because he had the horse that ran second that day, correct? He did, and there, there was something that came out maybe two weeks ago, Tom, that says that the folks in Saudi Arabia finally – have decided to disqualify maximum security from that win. As far as uh, Jeff Bloom receiving payment, he was a part owner of Midnight Bisu at the time. My guess is it is hit. Uh, he strangely has stopped answering my calls since that ruling was made, so maybe he thinks I'm trying to borrow money. <laughs> well, or maybe he's afraid you're going to hustle him on the golf course, my friend. 
Well, um, I, I have played golf with him, but uh, no, that's not going to happen. You mentioned one of the callers mentioned Rich Strike earlier. Where's Sonny Leone riding these days? What's he doing? I haven't heard his name mentioned in a while, and I just kind of it just kind of made me think. I wonder what that guy's doing these days. Any idea? And I guess I could look it up on Equibase or or Brisnet. Sorry, but didn't know if you knew that. All right. Well, appreciate the call, Tom. Uh, James, have you seen Sonny Leone? I know for a while he tried riding during the summer months at Gulfstream, and I don't know how well it worked out for him. I don't think he's there now. Where would he be riding these days? I think at Mahoney Valley. I mean, that's that's the track that's running right now in Ohio. Uh, but I'm not sure about that. Uh, you know, if he's not there, he's uh, he. I would think he's on some circuit, but I I don't know uh, to answer Tom's question for sure. I can tell you this, Tom. Sonny Leone has a better chance of winning this year's Kentucky Derby than Bob Baffert does. <laughs> at least as of now. That's that's where he was coming from. Well, maybe by then I think it might have been um, uh, the other track up there um, in, in Ohio, in southern Ohio, that was running. But he was he came like from you know he rode like some race like uh, uh, like on the undercard, I believe, or, or maybe not. But that was his first Derby. He came in to ride that race specifically, and uh, uh, from um, either Mahoney Valley or Belterra. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, phone lines are still open. Give us a call, 888-966-4776 is the number. This is the brisnet.com call-in show on HRRN. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com Performance Plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, Sire Stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why Brisnet is the handicapper's edge. The race is on at Sam Houston Race Park. Don't miss a minute of the action now through April with Thoroughbred Stakes Racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's something different every weekend, including special events that are fun for the whole family. And, of course, we're the place for live music and great drink specials every Friday, along with delicious dining and the best Sunday brunch around. So race in for all the excitement at Houston's best bet for fun and entertainment. Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. Race the Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void were prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Want to get the latest HRRN content directly on your computer or mobile device? 
then subscribe to our podcast using the Podbean app or Apple Podcasts. Just go to hrrn.podbean.com on your computer and click follow or download the Podbean app and search HRRN. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and listen to our latest episodes anytime. Don't miss a thing. Subscribe to our podcasts today. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. Brisnet.com call-in show here on HRRN. Bobby Newman, James Scully. Number to get in, 888 888- Nine six six four seven seven six. That's triple eight nine six six H R R N. We'll go back out to the phones in just a second. I was thinking about this, James, during the break. What a strange year we're in. If for some reason, Nisos or any of the Baffert runners, but let's just say Nisos keeps winning, we could have a triple crown this year where the Kentucky Derby possibly doesn't have the best three-year-old, the Preakness has a horse that didn't run in the Derby, favored over the Derby winner, and the Belmont Stakes that is not only not run at Belmont Park, but not a mile and a half. Yeah, that that latter one, uh, that sort of stings a little bit, I think. But, um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a fa- fascinating scenario. I mean, we're still a long way from there. So, I mean, don't uh, – but, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a possibility right now. Uh, fascinating scenario fascinating scenario sounds like the name of a Clarovich stable horse that sounds like a name they would use fascinating scenario yeah i mean that's you know um we've we're gonna get the um um uh, san felipe coming up here in a couple weeks and we'll see how that race shapes up but you know you'll just look at the southern california runners in general um uh that's that uh south park made a, a good impression uh last week at La- in not, sunland Dirt. not south park stronghold stronghold i'm sorry that you stronghold. you were you were so close you got the first letter right <laughs> hey sunny leon has been splitting his time between mahoney valley and turfway by the way i looked it up on equibase i should have recognized it from turfway but needless okay. to say uh stronghold definitely in the mix you know for phil d'amato but um yeah i mean you know otherwise there's not many horses in southern california it'll be uh, one thing about the uh the lewis and you know uh a lot of those races you know they've had short fields it'll be interesting to see if we get some more horses uh entered in this san felipe bay in a couple weeks but right now i mean nisos is towering over the crop in, in southern california and uh, you got pretty much sierra leone who you know to me he's bet down bobby sierra leone is to six to one in the pool for the kentucky derby future wager you know nearly three too months low. out too low it, yeah, way too low because if he was to run second in the bluegrass, somebody who was really good, and maybe he'd be a good second, you know, and then win the Derby off of it. But he, if he was to run second in that bluegrass, um, he wouldn't be. He you wouldn't you would be getting the same. He might be higher in the Derby. He's definitely not going to be much, you know lower than six to one off of a runner-up effort. So yeah, that's a crazy price to take this early out. All right, let's go out to the phones. Chris in New Jersey, you're on the Brisnet.com call-in show. Thank you, Bobby and James. How are you guys doing? Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Sierra Leone and I are cursed. That horse has caused me to commit the cardinal sin as a gambler, not once but twice, which is 
count my money before I cashed the ticket. I had a significant wager on the horse at four to one in the Remsen, and when he went by Doorknock, I was in an OTB in Bayonne. I gave out a little whoop and a fist pump, because ninety-eight times out of a hundred, you know, Sierra Leone's going to win that race, and then Doorknock re-rallied and won. And then last weekend, I had Sierra Leone singled for a two-dollar pick five. And I caught that Joe Sharp horse at nine to one in the mine shaft. I had three horses in the Philly race, including the Brendan Walsh, which I didn't think could lose. And I bought everyone at the bar a drink. And of course I had the wrong Brad Cox horse and get knocked out of the pick five. Um, in the, in, when I'm looking at the Derby right or wrong, I'm always looking for a horse that does something special. I thought that that rally from Sierra Leone in the Remsen was special. That's why I singled him in that pick five. But the horse that also did something special, and I'm excited to see run back, is Doorknock. That horse, although it was the turf, that horse reminded me of one of my favorite horses, Catholic Boy, who got passed twice by Analyze It, that Chad Brown horse, and re-rallied the comeback, which is something you hardly ever see. I'm interested to see Doorknock run. You know, I know that Sierra Leone was green and wandering around, but Doorknock hit the rail, too. And if he runs straight, you know, I, he, he probably wins that race easier than Remsen. Finally, quickly, as usual, I'm a month behind everybody else. Um, Churchill Downs has done the impossible. They've made me a Bob Baffert fan. They completely overstepped their bounds, making his three-year ban. I never thought I'd be rooting for Bob Baffert. I was thrilled to see his owner stand up and say, you know what, we're not transferring our horses. Who's Churchill Downs to be the moral authority of anyone? The company that took a wrecking ball to Arlington Park, the place that can't, it takes them two years to figure out how to plant grass and get a turf course that horses can actually run on. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled to see the Preakness this year and I'm going to be rooting for the Baffert horse, Nysos, or whatever horse is in there to beat the Derby winner. I'll hang up. Have a great night. Wait a minute. Take wait care. a minute. Don't wait a minute. You still there, Chris? Is Chris still there? Did we lose Chris? I think we lost Chris. Uh, interesting points by Chris James. Uh, what I was going to ask him, and I'll ask you instead, is so we're going to get to see Dornick run. Uh, a week from Saturday in the Fountain of Youth, we're also supposed to see Locked run in that race. He missed the Sam Davis, uh, supposedly with a little bit of a temperature, and he missed a work, but uh, supposedly worked well last week, and I, I think he's probably set to work tomorrow or Saturday again, and he will face off against Dornick in the Fountain of Youth. Not who do you like between the two. Who do you think will be favored in the Fountain of Youth between those two? Wow. Well, that's a gosh. That's a good question. Uh, I I I I like. I'll lean towards uh, Dornick, just because you know he's going to have that victory over uh, Sierra Leone to his credit, uh, and um, I think he has a little bit of an edge given that that mile and sixteenth distance of the Founding Youth with a short stretch, and you know, Locke's the late runner, and Dornick's a front runner, so. You know, if you're going to make me pick between two really good horses like that who could both win, uh, I'll take the speed horse. And, um, you know, maybe Locke could turn the tables if they're in the same race going a mile and an eighth or a mile and a quarter. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a fascinating matchup. Chris made a great point about Dornick. 
Um, you know, not only did he hit the rail, but he just completely lost his momentum for, I thought, several strides. And, and uh, Sierra Leone got a whole length past him at least. And, um, you know, he, he looked, he, he, Chris said 98 out of a hundred, but I was thinking like 999 out of a thousand times. That's a winner. So, uh, that was a brutal loss of your on him in the Remsen. Yeah. I'm interested to see who gets more money at the windows in the fountain of youth between locked and Dornick. Let's go back to the phones, Charles in Mississippi. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey Charles. You know, my daddy had a saying, uh, Bobby, when you call people up, uh, you know, when I'm at the track and I, one of my associates comes up there and asks me, can I borrow some money? I just said, just let me give you some money because I don't want to lose my money and a friend. So I just give them the money. And I, I learned a long time ago, uh, it's like Daddy said, it's like playing poker with somebody else's money. <laughs> Just a thought. You made me think of my father, uh, uh, Bobby, when you mentioned borrowing money from Jeff Bloom, or maybe he thought you were going to try to borrow some money. But I got a lot of friends like that too. But uh, you know, when we talk about Baffert, uh, let me let me be perfectly clear about something. Churchill Downs needs to ban Baffert for his lifetime. Bob Baffert broke the rules of racing. He's like these people. I've got a friend of mine who has four DUIs, and they're all continued in court. He has DUIs from five years ago. And Bob Baffert hadn't really – the only thing he's been punished with is he doesn't get to run in the Kentucky Derby. Or he well, he, does, he, doesn't, Kentucky. he doesn't get to run at any CDI well, properties, that, correct? Well, that's just great, Bobby. He needs to be punished. You need when you break the rules, you need to be punished. Whether you're Linda Rice, Dutro, I mean, we're gambling our money, and if something's not amiss, you know, they wouldn't have never called service if he hadn't been talking on the telephone. You know, him and Navarro was talking on the tele. The FBI called him talking on the telephone. The uh, the powers that be didn't catch him. The drug testers didn't catch him. You guys know, when you go to a track and you see a guy that was one for 203 in, say, 2022, and then 2023, all of a sudden he's won 21 races, you know he's doing something different, guys. Charles, you You got a horse for me? You got a pick in the uh, stake races Saturday at Oakland? You know, uh, to be honest with you, I'm looking at two horses, James, I think that Timberlake's going to be hard to be. And, but I'm going to tell you what. What Sierra Leone did, at, if you've been watching Fairgrounds, it's been hard to come and make a run like he made. You know, if you, especially in the slot. And, you know, I mean, God knows how many links he gave up. And if, if door knock is anywhere close, and if he's grown anywhere close. And, Jane, when did you start suddenly needing my advice on horses? You're scared. I want to hear, hear some opinions. I mean, you know, that's all. Most well, of your calls. I, I want to hear opinions. I really, at Oakland Park, with that many horses, a lot of times I'm there and, and I don't see, I, I do a lot of studying, but I really don't make an opinion till, you know, I get to that window sometimes and, uh, uh, you know, it's just tough. I mean, it's really been tough. 
And uh, like I was telling, and I don't think Bobby was there. I think uh, Bob was uh, there when I, uh, the, the day Skelly ran. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was just a great card. That's a great card. The he's going to be, there, he's gonna be four, a really good uh, sprinter this year for Steve Asmus. Oh, I think and, he's uh, best in. He's, he's really moved guys. forward, at least like to me. Oh, I, I want to ask you, the CDI, are they going to carry the uh, Saudi Cup? Can you bet it at y'all's? Uh... Yeah, Twin Spires. You can bet it on Twin Spires. Yeah, uh, what? what? Uh, okay. All right. The other question I got for you is, uh, who do you like? Well, I like Saudi Crown a little bit. You know, I'm expecting him to move forward at, at age four, and I like this Louisiana, but, you know, he's going to have to step it up against, you know, Guadabario and others. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, he's listed at 14-1. I, I don't know if I'm going to get 14-1 to with him, but, um, yeah, I like Saudi Crown a little bit. You don't like the Japanese horse? You know, they, uh, that, that Ushba Desoro – Definitely, he he comes off a real sharp win in late December, and you know Dermas Sadagake, he just he he like runs once every six months. He's on this kind of crazy schedule, but he had some eye issue coming over, and and then his trainer said he's fine. But you know, to me, this race is almost a prep for the uh, UAE. I mean, for the Dubai World Cup potentially for those two because they're both late runners and they got to go this one yeah. turn mile in the eighth. So maybe the Dubai World Cup uh, for configuration like will be favor in the other race. Do you like the Japanese horse in the other race? I haven't that handicapped event, it yet, but uh, he's talking yeah, about the Saudi, Saudi Derby. Yeah, Saudi Derby, that forever young. I mean, definitely, uh, yeah. you know, I'll be, I mean, I'll be like uh, ch- tuning in to see how he performs because he's got a big buzz surrounding him. I got it. He got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got it. Well, great talking to you. And, hey, Bobby. Yes, sir. Who do you like in the round? Well, I can't ask you because you're going to have your show tomorrow night, right? I'm going to say it on the show tomorrow, but I, I appreciate uh, you asking me, buddy. And, uh, yep, <laughs> it's going to be part of the weekend stakes preview tomorrow night. And look, Bobby, you can call me sometimes if you need money. Uh, I trust you, buddy, okay? You don't have bl- to call bl- Jeff Bloom. Bl- believe me, if I called Jeff Bloom, I would ask for him to give me money, not loan me money. There, there would be no loaning in it. Um, but uh, he's a good guy. I wouldn't ask him any. Maybe he could, oh, I know he he could treat I know me to a round of golf. All right. Uh, appreciate All the right. call, Charles. Good luck uh, this weekend, my friend. Let's take one more call. Uh, before we go to break, Patton Hot Springs, speaking of the Rebel, you're on the Brisnet.com call-in show. Hi, guys. Uh, my interest is in the All-Stakes Pick 4, and in that sequence, there's three uh, big favorites. Adios for Asmussen, uh, West uh, Omaha for Cox, and then obviously Timberlake. One of those is going to get beat. Who do you think is going to get beat? All right. Uh, first of all, let, let's do this. First of all, appreciate the call, Pat, and we want to wish you the best of luck this weekend. Why don't we do this, James? We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the handicapping. You can talk about those stakes coming up at Oakland this weekend and give out your best bet of the weekend. We'll all do it after the break on the brisnet.com call-in show on HRRN. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now. 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? 
and BristNet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. BristNet.com Performance Plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at BristNet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet is the handicapper's edge. There are plenty of thrills at Gulfstream Park with live thoroughbred action Friday through Sunday and simulcasting seven days a week. Join us on track for weekend stakes races, dine trackside in 10 Ponds with an elevated view of the track, and grab a cool cocktail in the Carousel Club. For reservations, tickets, and more, head to GulfstreamPark.com. Race to Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires, download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void were prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, this is Kurt Becker. Join me each week on the Equine Forum as I take you on a stroll through racing history presented by Keeneland. This week, I look back at the racing career of Silver Charm. Listen live on the Equine Forum every Saturday morning on Sirius 162 or XM207 or visit our website at horseracingradio.net to access the archives and enjoy past editions. It's a stroll through racing history with me, Kurt Becker, presented by Keeneland, only here on HRRN. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. ChrisNet.com call-in show here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Bobby Newman, James Scully here every Thursday evening, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time for your hour, HRRN Nation. Call in, talk about whatever you'd like. Number to get in, 888-966-4776. 888-966-HRRN. Before we went to break, James, Pat from Hot Springs called in and uh, was interested in that all-stakes pick four that takes place on Saturday out at Oaklawn Park, uh, starting with the carousel and going to the razor, the honeybee, the razorback, and culminating with the $1.25 million rebel stakes. Uh, he was, uh, I don't know if he was lamenting the fact that there are going to be three solid favorites in those four races, but uh, looking for at least one of those favorites to get beat. Uh, so let's talk about those races, starting with the rebel. We should have a big favorite in Timberlake, the races he ran last year in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile in the Champagne, speed figure-wise, look like they lay over the field. Yeah, but, uh, you know, listen, I'm I'm a little bit uh, – I'm not, like, real keen to take on Timberlake in that race, but I would definitely, uh, if, if playing verticals, using the Rebel, uh, look to spread with some other runners because – 
you know, as um, you referenced it, I mean, he's got good speed numbers for sure, but he did break, he broke his maiden at seven furlongs on a fast track and his both next two stakes on fast tracks, you know, he gets beat in that hole full by Nutella fella and he was pretty well beaten. I mean, he got, was nearly 10 lengths back and forth. Um, you know, it was no threat whatsoever. I thought Locke actually ran a, a good, like, closing third where Timberlake uh, was a, just a, a, a bad fourth. So I'm a little bit worried because he's always been a really great workhorse. I know he's training great in, in this race. He was 3-1 to one in the Raiders Cup Juvenile based on the way he was training going into that race and, he, you know, and coming off the champagne win and the slop. He just doesn't look real like it consistent type, but I wouldn't be surprised to win. I'm not, like, real keen on any of his rivals either. The, the carousel, I'll say the carousel, Zytlos is the slight favorite, but this Mucho Macho girl comes off a pair of convincing wins at Fairgrounds. She's won three of four for uh, Dallas Stewart, was one to five last time, six to five, two starts back. She could be the favorite, and she's got a shot, and I thought, let's be clear, the third choice had a shot in there, and, you know, that's a pretty competitive race. I do think, though, West Omaha is the one favorite I want to take on because – Listen, I just thought that when she ran in the untappable Alpine Princess drilled her. And I just thought that the the five fillies she ran against in the uh, 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 the silver bowl in the silver bullet day next time out, um, you know, weren't that good. Weren't anywhere near as good as Tarifa and Intricate and, you know, even Alpine Princess, I think, is better than West Omaha. Uh, Brad Cox has that Jin Jin. I mean, he, she's like the fourth or fifth best filly in his barn, three-year-old filly. And I, I don't think she's that fast. And I'm going to bet Alice's Beach coming back in that spot for Tom Amos. I think she's dropping in class off of the spinaway and the uh, uh, Alcibiades last year. Uh, and I, I think she's training great, and she's going to be forward in a race that just doesn't have a lot of speed. I mean, Honor Cat and Naom Beach, you know, could, could show speed, but they've also shown a willingness to sit up close. Uh, I give uh, Alice uh, Beach a look in there. As far as my best bet of the weekend, you referenced it. I like number five, Pepper's Pride. Pepper's girlfriend, sorry. I was going to say, not Pepper's Pride. Pretty sure it's not Pepper's Pepper's Pride. Pepper's girlfriend, number five in the fifth race at Oakland. This is a filly that missed the break, uh, rallied belatedly, passed horses going six furlongs in her debut, stretched out the two turns last time, was never going to challenge Honor Cat, who led all the way and is in this uh, uh, honeybee. But, um, she went from six to be a clear second in upper stretch, a really strong turn of foot in that race, uh, wound up like giving up second in like the final jumps and like four horses were all together in the, in, on the photo way behind Honor cat. That was a real positive, uh, uh, improved effort. I think she's going to keep progressing has like three works for Donnie Von Hemmel. And I do not think the competition's any good in race five. So I like Pepper's girlfriend to break her maiden for, uh, the late Toby Keith's, uh, Dreamwalking uh, uh, farms and Donnie Von Hemmel in race five at Oakland on Saturday. All right, James's best bet of the weekend, Oaklawn Park Saturday, race five, horse five, Pepper's girlfriend, eight to one on the morning line. I was going to ask you something before we take our final break. Uh, you were talking a little bit about uh, trying to beat West Omaha in the in the honeybee. Um, 
What do you make of the Philly drawn outside midshipman's dance, who is uh, two for two in her career, both sprinting, uh, but nice win from off the pace in the Mockingbird last time out. Uh, she loses her regular rider, uh, Torres, to West Omaha, but picks up a nice replacement in Ramon Vasquez uh, in her his place. She's by midshipman out of a Stevie Wonderboy mare, so maybe sprint breeding on top and route breeding on the bottom. Uh, what do you think of midshipman's dance at 12-1 to 1 for a little bit of a, a snare? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. I mean, that race came back fast, too. So, I mean, you know, it's a mile on the 16th, and, uh, you know, she, to me, she improved upon her debut by racing. You know, she was pretty far back in that first start, and uh, I really liked her effort last time. And, you know, I totally get Taurus. I mean, he would love to pick up a Kentucky Derby mount from Brad Cox. So, you know, he's got to go with the uh, uh, morning line favorite over her. But I definitely give uh, Midshipman Stance a, uh, a shot for Robert Diatoro. I just like uh, Amos' Philly better uh, from the inside. All right. Uh, should be a fun card on Saturday at Oakland Park, and we certainly know that uh, a couple of our callers, Pat in Hot Springs and Charles, who's basically a, a secondary resident of Hot <laughs> Springs, will uh, be paying close attention, and we will certainly as well uh, just from afar. All right, let's take uh, one last break. When we come back, uh, still time to call in, so give us a call, 888-966-4776. The number, brisnet.com, call and show on HRRN. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now. 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com performance plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet is the handicapper's edge. The race is on at Sam Houston Race Park. Don't miss a minute of the action now through April with Thoroughbred Stakes Racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's something different every weekend, including special events that are fun for the whole family. And, of course, we're the place for live music and great drink specials every Friday, along with delicious dining and the best Sunday brunch around. So race in for all the excitement at Houston's best bet for fun and entertainment. Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. Race to Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void where prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Trainer Talk, presented by Fazig Tipton. Please join me in welcoming Hall of Fame trainer Todd Fletcher. Hall of Fame trainer Nick Zito on Trainer Talk. Welcome Hall of Famer Bob Baffert to the program. Hall of Fame trainer Shug McGahee, nice enough to spend some time with us. Hall of Fame trainer Bill Mott here on Trainer Talk. Dual Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie. Trainer Talk, the biggest names in horse racing. Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at Horse Racing Radio. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back. Final segment on tonight's edition of the Brisnet.com call-in show. Bobby Newman, James Scully. James, what kind of specials does Brisnet and Twin Spires have this weekend? Well, Bobby, Bristnet.com, the Handicapper's Edge, has got uh, – you can get free PPs, all our international past performances at Bristnet.com are free. So we have the entire Saudi Cup uh, up, and we'll have uh, handicapping reports for Oakland, uh, just a real wealth of information, whether it's handicapping, pedigree, past performances, data files for handicapping so, uh, software, and much more at Bristnet.com. Uh, Twin, uh, Twin Spires is uh, focusing each week on these Kentucky Derby uh, uh, prep races. We've got uh, the Rebel at uh, Oakland and we've got a 15% profit boost on all winning win exact uh, trifecta and superfecta wagers on every race, all 12 races at Oakland on Saturday, like up to $25 back to you. So just giving out free money in that promotion. We got some other uh, uh, Oakland promotions and other tracks, much more there. So make sure you go to the offers page and opt in at twinspires.com. Okay. Let's go back out to the phones and Steve in New York. You're on the brisnet.com calling show. So fellas, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Real quick. Well, first, let me say, I love Charles, man. He's right on so many things. A great listen, but he couldn't be so more off on this, his Baffer take. But anyway, that aside, Saudi Cup and Rebel. Saudi Cup, I don't think there's much value there. I don't know if you guys disagree, but if White Barrio runs his race, it's over. The, the rest of these horses can't really run with that horse, at least not from what I've seen. But the Rebel, though, I think is an interesting race, interesting opportunity. And let me know that you guys think I'll hang up. That race, the last couple of years, it's thrown some pretty big bombs. It doesn't seem like the best of the best really target this race anymore, for whatever reason, I don't know. Um, and if you look at this field, it's a weak field. I know people like Timberlake. I don't like that horse that much. I think you agree, Scully. I don't like him at all. I actually, I crushed the Breeders Cup, Breeders Cup Juvenile, right? Was it when he was coming out of the Champagne? Because I thought he ran a terrible race that day. So, two things. I think Asmussen has two horses in here at a price that I'm looking at. The Maiden, um, I forget the name, Dymatic maybe. But really, yeah. this horse coming out of Smarty Jones, uh, Lagunos. Nobody's going to bet this horse. He's put his kid on there. He doesn't really get bet. It's illicit stakes. But if you look at that Smarty Jones, it turned out to be a pretty solid race. It's thrown a couple winners, or at least some horses have run Rebel out of that race, including Just Steel. And I don't think Just Steel really wants their distance. That's the thing. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but I'm going to play through Asmussen, those two long shots. Lagunos will probably be the longer one. 
and I'll probably give Carbone one more shot if he's going to be 30-1 to one or plus because for them to run him back means they like something because I would have cut him back immediately off that last effort. Uh, but that's it. Just wanted to know what you guys thought. I appreciate the call, Steve. Uh, thanks so much for, uh, for calling in. Um, all right, James. So uh, he, he thinks that Timberlake can get beat in this spot. He's looking at Dymatic and Laganos as his main contenders. Carbone drawn down to the inside, who was actually 9-5 to five in the Southwest when we last saw him, and he laid an egg that day. But if you could find an excuse for that poor effort, he's certainly a horse with some ability. Uh, if you're trying to beat Timberlake in the Rebel, how are you doing it? Well, I thought uh, Steve made a good point about those ass horses. You know, the thing with Carbone was, I mean, it looks like they're saying, hey, he just did not like the mud. He didn't like the slop or off track. You know, he ran so big, two starts back on a fast track, and it's going to be fast uh, on Friday and Saturday. So uh, he's going to get another shot at it, and I think he's going to get bet because it just looks like he's going to show speed from the inside with Castillo and be the one to catch, and he's 15-1 on the morning line, but I think he'll be lower. I thought that uh, Steve made a good point about that Laganos because I, I like that Smarty Jones. I, I thought <clears> – <throat> It wasn't his best effort because he was a little bit rank, uh, perhaps, on that front end. But, yeah, you have catching freedom. He came back and ran a big third. Uh, Mystic Dan finished one spot in front of him and came back and won the Southwest. So I, I thought that was that effort was a little sneaky because he does have tactical speed, and I don't think the pace is necessarily going to be that hot. I'll mention another one that I would like to use is Northern Flame uh, for uh, Kenny McPeak. He is, uh, you know, a peak one that last race with um, 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 with Mystic Dan. And I, I sort of liked uh, Northern Flames. Uh, you know, he came back in that Carbone race and he was way too back, far back, Bobby, and went round up rallying for fourth. And then last time out, I liked that, that front running allowance win uh, at Oakland. And I think he's going to move forward off of that. So that's one horse I would use as well, but I would consider those ass and horses, like Steve said, and you know, why to barrio uh, Rick Dutro was bullish. So bullish on him before the breeders cup classic, just telling everybody, you know, he couldn't be training any better and just like thriving out of his skin. And he's saying the same things right now uh, for the Saudi cup. Uh, but I think, uh, post one did him no favor. So, uh, we'll see if he can run back to that race because it's a fair point Steve makes. If he does, you know, yeah, it would be easy to see him win it. Uh, speaking of Kenny McPeak, he's going to be a guest on Betting with Bobby with me tomorrow afternoon somewhere in the 4 to 6 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time frame. He is going to be traveling from fairgrounds up to Oakland. I think he's got one in the finale tomorrow at Oakland, so he's got to get there for that. And then, of course, he runs a whole lot on Saturday, including two in the Rebel Stakes, Northern Flame, and common defense, uh, a horse that nobody has mentioned that I'm at least a little bit intrigued with is the outside runner in the Rebel, and that's Time for Truth for Ron Moquet and Rafael Bejarano. He's only raced twice, and both were at six furlongs at Oaklawn Park, wire to wire in his debut, and then a decent second place finish in a small stake called the Ozark. Uh, he's by Omaha Beach, who, uh, even though as a stallion so far, he's been uh, throwing more sprinters than routers. But, of course, Omaha Beach himself had no problem going a distance. And out of a looking at luck and Lucky Mare, looking at Lucky himself, a rebel winner back 14 years ago. What do you think of time for truth maybe at a big price hitting the ticket? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, that was a solid effort on a fast track uh, two back. Uh, look at you, like, uh, touting these horses coming out of six furlong races, uh, stretching out to two turns in these stakes races. Um, we, we well, you know what the, it is? Uh, you know what? If, if time for truth is three to one on the morning line, I'm looking for a way to beat him. He's 15 to one on the morning line. I'm looking for a way to like him. Hey, no, no doubt. No doubt. I don't blame you. Um, I think Timberlake's potentially vulnerable in there, and I don't blame you for uh, taking a shot. He does have to overcome that post, which which could be theoretically difficult, but uh, no doubt about it. I mean, we, we saw Tuscan Sky stretch out to mile 16th off of a six for a long maiden win and do it easily. You know, just a touch is getting ready to do that for Brad Cox off a six for a long win. Heck, even Nisos before the Lewis had only run in sprints, so uh, yeah, I, I saw uh, Time for Truth. Uh, you know, I took a look at him, and, you know, to me, he looks like he's going to be a type that, you know, if I don't see any reason he won't handle the distance, to stretch out a distance. He's just got to overcome that post and, and keep advancing against more uh, experienced rivals. Uh, James, of course, you're based in Louisville, and uh, I will be seeing you in person in, uh, well, not, not very long from now, just a few months from now is uh, – uh, we get closer and closer to that first Saturday in May. Uh, for those of us that are fans of the racing at Churchill Downs, anything new if we're going to be on property? I, I, you know, they've been doing a lot of construction with the paddock over the last year or so, and obviously they've had the issues that have been mentioned a lot with the turf course. Have you noticed anything or seen anything as far as uh, people who are looking to go to Churchill in a few months? Well, I mean, you know, all that stuff's just really just going to continue to ramp up. But, I mean, no doubt about the fact that uh, the track is uh, ready in for the uh, opening, the grand opening of the new paddock in the whole facility. And, you know, it's it, it's going to be a grand uh, venture, you know, with all this it's stadium seating around the paddock and uh, the interest of the track. So that's going to be one new addition there. Uh, when, when, just, is, when is that supposed to be completed, the paddock? That's going to be completed for opening night, which is the uh, Saturday before the Derby. Well, So it's like April 28th or whatever it is. April I, know you, I know you wanted to say for the Derby trial, but you didn't since there is no more Derby Oh, yeah, trial. for the Saturday, the Saturday <laughs> night program. They're going to have a change this year. They're going to draw the Derby field on the uh, Saturday night at Down, Downs at Dark opening program, like between the fourth and fifth races, uh, they're going to do the post position draw on, on the Saturday before. And um, yeah, they tickets just went on sale last week. So I, I'm going to mention real quick. I'm going to be on with Mike Penn on the uh, Twin Spire on the Twin Spires uh, triple play during the Equan Forum on Saturday morning as well. All right, and once again, uh, I, 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 hope, uh, I hope you mention, uh, you know what, I think our friend Kurt Becker is actually going to talk about Silver Charm in his, uh, uh, you know, stroll through racing history, and you mentioned that today is Silver Charm's uh, birthday, and I think Kurt Becker is going to talk about uh, uh, him for a few minutes during that uh, equine forum this Saturday. I'll be morning. listening to that. I look forward to it. I love those uh, bits, that uh, those uh, looking back things uh, that Kurt Becker does. I like sending Kurt Becker texts that are filthy and vulgar because uh, <laughs> I, I can I can tell it really makes him squirm. But uh, I could see no. him laughing at that. He does. So. Believe me, he's very happy to laugh at him. He's just not going to send anything back like that. He's too classy. He's way too classy to have a friend like me. I just keep bothering him and bothering him and bothering him. Um, you hear the music. That means that 
we've come to the end of the show, and that was a very quick hour. Obviously, uh, our thanks to all the listeners out there, and thanks to everyone who called in some really great points and great opinions this evening on the show. On behalf of our producer, Lee Delapina, my co-host, James Scully, thank you so much for joining in tonight on the Brisnet.com call-in show. Full day tomorrow here on the network, betting with Bobby, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Live action from Aqueduct, Gulfstream, Oaklawn, Fairgrounds, and Santa Anita. Kenny McPeak going to join us tomorrow during the show as well. And then we've got the weekend stakes preview, Bob Nastanovich and myself, tomorrow night from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. That wraps it up tonight. Have a great evening, everybody.